uh, so many podcasts, uh, YouTube channels, or or whatnot, or blogs talking about uh, you know saving money, budgeting, and uh, what you can do on that side of the personal finances. Uh, but the truth is, a lot of people just don't make enough money. You know, uh, they can save all they all they want, uh, but their their income just isn't covering their bills uh, with enough left over to uh, to save and. So what I like to tell people is, is yeah, you know, budget, save, great, but uh, you know, look at the other side of the uh, the equation as well, and increase your income. Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, El Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Many couples want to pay off debt faster, save for a house or another big dream, or maybe they want to start investing and really contributing towards their future. Problem is their cash flow is currently tight, real tight. One of the things I always suggest first is looking over your budget to make sure that your expenses are optimized. But there are definitely times where more income would be the solution. Whether it's through a one-time or occasional deal like selling your stuff online or at a yard sale, perhaps it's running a side hustle or joining the gig economy, or maybe you are trying to get a career change or explore the possibility of diversifying your income, it's definitely going to take some work. So to save you time and speed things up for this year, I want to share some of the different ways that you can earn income. I want to make things much easier for you so you can see what is the best path for you and your goals. We have Joseph Hogue on, who is a personal finance author and someone who personally has diversified his income. And he's currently the host and creator of Let's Talk Money. And we also have Louis Guillama, the Vice President of Real Estate Operations over at Coastal Credit Union. In this episode, we'll go over finding opportunities to earn income when your schedule is tight, breaking into the gig and side hustle economy, and thinking long-term, getting more involved with your income streams by looking at real estate investing and what you need to get started. While there's no easy money when it comes to sustainable income streams, there are some ways that you can get started with making extra cash on the side. If you only have an hour or two each week, maybe just on the weekends, you might want to look into selling either your own stuff at home or flipping items. It might seem old school, but if you're looking to declutter your place and make some cash quick, having a yard sale may be the way to go. And if you're okay with a bit more organization and tech, selling your stuff online on sites like eBay, Craigslist, Facebook Marketplace, and Offered Up may get you more money for certain collectible items. This can also be a great way to flip items. Depending on your eye, you may be able to score a deal at your local yard sale and then list it online for a higher price. If you do decide to go that route, here are some tips to maximize your dollars. Make sure that you're priced to sell. Remember, you're trying to make some cash, so don't get too sentimental with the things that you put online. Check competitors, see what is the selling price for particular items, and make sure that your price is competitive. Two, presentation matters. 
don't just take one picture and think you're done. Make sure you're taking pictures in a well-lit space, in a clean room. Small details matter to buyers. When they see the items in different angles, they can feel more confident about the deal and go ahead and make the sale. And then you wanna look at your descriptions. Don't just give the basic information about your items. Make it appealing. Think like a potential buyer. And again, if you don't know what to say or you're looking for ideas, look at items that have already sold in the space to get an idea of the keywords people are searching for when they're trying to look for those items. The great thing about selling online or locally is how flexible it can be based on your schedule. If you're busy that week, then you don't list anything. But besides selling items, there's another option you have if you're limited on the time that you can do or if you have a certain schedule. You can become a freelancer. For Joseph Hoke, freelancing was not only helping him bring in some income, but it was giving him the runway to work on his online businesses. Really, there's, there's really two, uh, two types of, of things you can do online, jobs you can do online. And one is, is really that kind of traditional sense of, of working for someone, uh, you know, doing, doing jobs, uh, freelancing, that kind of thing, uh, where you know, it's the immediate payout and you will, you will make money doing it. The great thing about freelancing is that you're already using the skills that you already have, but you may also be feeling that you want to branch out with your creative endeavors and your income streams. In this case, you may want to take Joseph's advice on using freelancing as a stepping stone. Uh, but you're always going to be trading your time for money, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and it's great for a lot of people. They, you know, they, they can make money immediately. They start seeing that, that, uh, that payback immediately, but they never really grow their, their own assets and they never really grow that, that passive income stream that, uh, that people need to, to really get out ahead. Uh, so, so what I usually recommend is, is yeah, finding something, something online that you can freelance, you know, you know and, and this usually starts with whatever you're doing or, uh, in as a, as a nine to five job or just what you enjoy doing. You can, you can freelance anything, right? Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you if you enjoy doing something, whether it be a writing or, you know, underwater basket weaving, you can freelance that and teach people how to do it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, there's all kinds of side hustle ideas where, where it's basically, you know, just, you know, cutting lawn, uh, mowing lawns and, and uh, doing that, that kind of uh, uh, offline work and tasks that uh, uh, you, you can make some money on, but again, you're, you're trading your time for money. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, a, it's kind of that lower scale. Uh, with online businesses, these are the most flexible with your time. So you can, you can put that time in anytime you, you have a, a free moment. Uh, and they're lower cost too, right? It costs mm -hmm. nothing almost to, to set up a blog or self-publishing mm -hmm. or YouTube, that kind of thing. While there's certainly an appeal to working online and working from home, it's still building a business. Now, Joseph makes six-figure income from his businesses online, but it wasn't always this way. This was something that he had to build up. Uh, and, and so I started I started freelancing. I had worked as an equity analyst, uh, investment analyst with venture capital firms and private wealth management, mm -hmm. and I loved talking about it. Uh, so I started looking at ways to do that uh, on my own through freelancing first uh, and, then, and then creating my own online assets. So in 2013, I started freelancing, uh, slowly, gradually building up my own websites, my own blogs, that kind of thing. I mm -hmm. uh, started four blogs, all within that personal finance and investing mm -hmm. and, and making yeah. money online, uh, all within that, that idea. And uh, just slowly grew it. Uh, you know, I, I ended up going full-time in 2014, 
uh, working on those. And in uh, 2017, actually kind of made the shift that transition into, uh, into YouTube, where now I've got a, a YouTube channel also called Let's Talk Money. And uh, kind of a catch-all for, for all the things that I love talking about, that investing, uh, you know, beating debt, making more money, and really just making your money work for you. Uh, and, and I love it. I love the interaction that I get and the, the face-to-face feeling from YouTube. Uh, so it really was kind of a, an evolution, you know, of uh, starting with freelancing, uh, building up my own uh, online assets, my own business, uh, until, you know, now, uh, I, I mean, I'm, well, last month, I just had my best month yet, a little over 14500 uh, but it's consistently over, mm-hmm. uh, you know, more more than I ever thought was possible. But, but yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't 14000 overnight, right? Yeah. It, it took at least... Uh, yeah, about six months before I was making any money on, on my online businesses. Now, of course, freelancing is, uh, is something you can start making money immediately. And it's a great method. It's a great process to, to use while you're building up your other assets. But, uh, but yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was probably about a year before I was making maybe $2,000 a month uh, on, uh, on the business. Uh, and, and, you know, it's just grown from there. And while growing an online business or really any business can be a great long-term plan, you might be thinking of a shorter time frame for making some money. And in this case, you might want to look at the gig economy or the side hustles. What's wonderful about them is that many of them have the flexibility to be scheduled around your work. I remember I had done an interview with Kevin and he really took advantage like being a scooter charger, making deliveries, and also renting out his room. Kevin was actually able to use these several side hustles as a way to bring in income to pay off over $87,000 of student loans much faster. A big key to his success was being organized and making the most out of the time he did have. No, and this is something I've done. I did. A, I still do now. Is just side hustling with the type of apps and sharing economy and all that on-demand economy stuff. It's really, really easy to make money on the side doing things that you're already doing. Um, you know, as an example, I, I do a little dog sitting on the side. I already have a dog, so it's not very much work for me to watch a second dog because I'm already doing all those tasks anyway. You know, another thing I like to do is I really like biking a lot. And so I sign up and I do some on-demand bike messenger work so I get paid to bike around and deliver food to people whenever, you know, when the weather's nice and I feel like getting some exercise. And the thing about side hustling money is that, you know, that's money that you didn't need anyway. And so you can basically use all of that money that you are on the side for, you know, whatever it is, whether it's paying down debt or investing or saving or whatever. I don't think there's ever been a time like the the way it is now where you could literally turn on your phone and just start working, you know, when you feel like it and then turn off your phone when you don't want to work anymore. You know, so it's not, it's not, it doesn't have to be a huge commitment. And the great thing is, you know, if you start something and you find out it's not for you, you just can stop doing it. It doesn't, you know, all it took was some time to sign up. Since this episode is about diversifying your income streams, I do want to talk about something that can be great long-term if you approach it correctly, and that's real estate investing. Things have changed in the industry because you can be as hands-on or hands-off as you like with how you invest. Over the last 10 years, real estate investing has taken on a new form. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's gotten a lot of attention. And so a lot of people really come up with new strategies for getting people invested in real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, that starts with uh, um, crowdsourcing websites that, that allow you to deposit as little as $500 um, and start placing that into select properties across the country, um, which mm-hmm. is a very passive form of real estate investing. Um, and obviously it needs to account for a layer of management on top of that. Yeah. Um, there's also real estate rights, um, the real estate investment trust that you can purchase through uh, mutual funds. Um, you can get involved in, in those types of investments, which rights typically uh, focus more on commercial properties. Oh, okay. um, but, but by far the more common form of real estate investing takes shape with people uh, purchasing properties in their local communities and then offering those out as either rental income um, or if you're a little bit uh, savvier, a little bit more risk tolerant, uh, you'll get into a property flipping. And with real estate investing, you really want to make sure that you're prepared. Lewis has had decades of experience in the real estate business and he points out that being prepared not just financially in your own house but making sure you understand what to expect with the business can give you a leg up and help the two of you weather any rough patches or downturns that may happen yeah you definitely want to get your own financial house in order before Mm -hmm. you get into real estate because getting into real estate means and more in, in, in most cases borrowing a substantial amount of money. Um, and, and the rate that you pay for that money is going to be uh, based on your own credit worthiness. So definitely you want to get your own house in order, make sure your finances are, are straightened out, um, and that you have an allotment or an allocation of money that is available to use on a monthly basis and you know planning for contingencies that would enable you to get into real estate with relatively low risk. If you have a couple that is you know, contemplating getting into real estate investing uh, mm-hmm. locally in the marketplace and not using one of the crowdfunding sites, but actually mm-hmm. buying a piece of, of real estate, um, the best advice that I can give them is to take their time with it, mm-hmm. get as much information as they can, um, and, and make sure that they establish some clear goals on, on what mm-hmm. they're trying to achieve with that. Real estate investing is not a quick you know, a, a get-rich-quick scheme. Um, yeah. It takes takes discipline, takes patience, um, and it's a long-term outlook. You you may not make cash um, money. Like, uh, you want to generate a cash flow for the first year or two, mm. and, and maybe even longer. Um, but the benefit of real estate is even though you're not generating cash flow, you, you may be you're just breaking even with a rental property. And always, mm-hmm. I always recommend starting slow, you know, and starting yeah. small. Don't, don't bite off too much because that can get you in trouble. But you, mm-hmm. you buy a very small property and rent it out. You, you may just be breaking even once you factor in the HOA fees and insurance. You definitely want to take all expenses into account. Um, but at the end of the day, if you look at it, you know, with every, every single monthly payment that you make to your mortgage, a portion of that, and it's you typically mm-hmm. uh, several hundred dollars, is being applied to the principal. So mm-hmm. that is like a locked-in savings account associated with that real estate that you can't get at, but it's there for you for when, when it's time to sell or refinance the property. So always look long-term, and, and even though you may not be getting cash flow early on, you know you still are making a profit because you're, you're paying down your mortgage, you're building equity in that property, and that property, more likely than not, is appreciating at a nominal rate every single year, typically 3 to 5%. And, and that's compounded growth over time. So the longer you own the property, the, the greater the value. Um, so 
take a close look at real estate, you know, what your goals are, make sure that they match up and, and just, you know, move slowly and, and securely. So it, it's, it's definitely not something you just want to jump into mm-hmm. on, on a whim. This segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode, as well as a money tip that you can use this week to bring you one step closer to your big goals. The first one is, if you are seeking another income stream, define your goal for this income. Are you using this to pay down a debt? Are you hoping to save up? Maybe you have a house that you want to buy or you want to buy your car without a car loan. Whatever it is, make sure that you have a purpose for this income. It'll make it easier to track and help you stay motivated with this. The second is create your schedule. Sometimes we're so eager to earn some more. We just take whatever job we can get. And what happens is we get some burnout. And I don't want that to happen to you. I want you to have a sustainable schedule that helps you reach your goals, but also helps you enjoy the journey. So sit down and see what you can consistently give towards the job. That'll also help you decide which income stream is going to be the best route for you. And then the third one is make sure when you're earning money on the side might not seem like a big deal now but go ahead and set aside money for taxes it's something we overlook especially if we're just starting out with making some income on the side but the sooner you get into the habit the better it will be and then finally your money tip for this week is if you are going to be diversifying your income and starting a side hustle or a regular gig that you want to make some cash off of start looking around and open up at least a savings account for this business again you want to set aside money for taxes but you also don't want to mix your regular day-to-day accounts with the money that you're making from your side hustle And if you want to talk about this more, maybe some other families that are looking to diversify their income, please join us in our free and private Facebook group called Thriving Families. Even though we have hundreds of families in there, we're a pretty tight-knit group, and we love to help each other out, either swapping ideas or encouragement with one another. Just go to couplemoney.com slash FB. We hope to see you there. Special thanks to Lewis and Joseph for being a part of today's show. As always, I'm going to have the resources we mentioned in this episode, including links to the full interviews I had with both gentlemen in the show notes over at couplemoney.com. And for the final part of this money goal series we've been doing this month, we're going to be looking at financial independence on the podcast. It's been thrown out there. You've probably seen some articles in the finance space, but how do you actually make it work in the real world? Brad Barrett of Choose FI shares his own family's journey as well as some key takeaways on how you can get started. So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Our theme song was by Gentle Regime. Additional music by Lee Rosevere. Finally, and most importantly, thank you so much. I appreciate your support, your reviews, and thank you for sharing the episode with your friends. I'm so excited about this. I want money to be a way for couples to connect instead of being a source of stress and a wedge between them. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care. (laughs) 
Thank you.